Hello, hello. Happy Thursday. I am excited to share my friend Erica Diaz Castro with you. She is the host of Her Renewed Strength, a podcast, as well as a business, that is the name of it, and she helps women with time management and biblical mindset for anxious, overwhelmed Christians. Does that hit a nail on the head for any of you? Well, I know that I can certainly fall into uh, many of those categories, anxious, sometimes um, definitely find myself overwhelmed, usually due to my own self. But what I love is, well, I love a couple of things. One, I love her. You're going to love her as well. And I love surrounding myself with people who have strengths that are different than mine. In fact, In this situation, her strength of time management is definitely a weakness of mine, but I love the way in which she talks about it from a non-condemning, non-judgmental way, but really her passion and her heart is to help women like you and me just do better with the time that we have. And so we're just sitting down for a little conversation, and I know you're absolutely going to love it. So... Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. I will leave all of the links to her podcast and her website and everything in the show notes for you. So let's get going. Hey, Kingdom Builder. Welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you miss that promotion again? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. Hello, hello, friends. I have, okay, the last couple interviews have been with Michelle's. So we are not with a Michelle, but we are with a Castro. So (laughs) I don't know if this is like a trend that you either need to be Michelle or a Castro, but we got us Erica Diaz Castro today. Hello and welcome. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me, Michelle. I love you. I love you too. I am so excited. I love how the Lord uses things that seem to, you know, we joined Podcast to Profit to Mm -hmm. grow our podcast and and get some business advice and just ideas in the back end. And so I expect to come away with those things, right? Tactical Mm -hmm. ways. And yet what the Lord does is brings people together. And I see this over and over again, and I love it. And that's where I met you, and I'm so grateful. Yeah, me too. It was definitely unexpected that so many great friendships came out of that time, but it's obviously been a blessing. And 
I'm here for it. Amen. Amen. Well, before we get started, go ahead and tell everybody who you are and what you do a little bit, a little bit about you. Well, my name is Erica Diaz Castro, and I call myself your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. I am a Christian life coach, and I help anxious, overwhelmed Christian women with time management and developing a biblical mindset. And really, the heart of our mission is to equip and empower more women to get in God's word so that they can better steward their gifts and their resources, specifically time, so that they can live with more peace and less anxiety. And I do that through offering time management solutions and biblical mindset coaching. I love it all. I'm like, yes, I'm in. I need all of this. When I first met you, I was like, I love how your brain works. I need that. I need that for myself. As I was telling you before we started, I was listening to a couple of your episodes on like to-do lists and to get away from the overwhelm of it. And it's so funny because I create this definition of overwhelm that does not involve me. Like I'm like, oh, I don't do overwhelm. I don't get that. Yeah. But I so do. I yeah. so relate to that in so many ways without really even realizing it. I don't want to be that person. So I don't, I don't, I, I just do it better in my mind. I do it better. But what I love about your ministry and, and your work and what you do is you're just so gracious and practical. Well, thank you for your kind words. We definitely strive to just honor the Lord in what we do. And I think just as long as we're staying in God's word, you know, the course correcting kind of naturally happens because we learn more about who God is and can see ourselves more accurately. You know, something you said just now and what I'm understanding is that you kind of have like a a detached view of yourself, right? Like it's it's how you probably want to see yourself. I don't get overwhelmed. But the, the reality is that at some level, we kind of all do. Mm-hmm. And you might handle it differently, right? Your coping mechanism might be healthier than someone else's or look different than mine. But you still experience that, whether it's staying in your brain and just kind of living there or uh, maybe manifesting into a physical symptom or experience, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand percent. I, I, um, there's, there's so many ways my brain wants to go with all of that, but you're absolutely right. And I think the biggest thing is recognizing Mm. those things. And that's really where the Lord has had me in these last few months since our house fire and being, you know, my, my world, like getting flipped upside down was exactly what I needed to recognize that, gosh, you know what, Michelle, you keep piling things on. And then you wonder why you're frustrated and and yeah. you are overwhelmed. And yet, you know, that's not how you're supposed to be doing it because in, you know, 2023, women take it all on and we can do all of these things and forgetting that I'm, I'm an actual living human and not like some sort of mechanical yeah. <laughs> person, you know, we, we oh, need definitely. to stop. And yeah. it's been so good. It is good. And self-awareness just is an opportunity for us to admit that we need help, right? Admit that we need a savior and, and identify where the Lord is connecting those dots for us, offering that support, leading us to not walk in our own strength and be doing things that just don't honor him, 
honestly. And I, I think sometimes with culture being so loud, it is hard to get still and better understand where the Lord wants you to focus. But I think that's why being in God's word is so crucial each and every day, sometimes even moment to moment, because it does bring us back to center. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk a little practically about what you do. Mm-hmm. You um, help women with time yeah. management, which I don't think there's a woman listening who does not need some sort of time management. Yeah. And I know that my women, my mamas who are listening, they are juggling it all. They are moms, they're wives, they're business owners, and there's uh, probably a litany of 20 other things that they have going on in their in their lives. How do you see what you do as we know that we need to be in God's word? We need to be surrounding ourselves with other godly people. And how do you as a wife and a mom and a business owner find that this simplification helps you to honor the Lord in what you're doing in those day-to-day things? I think that The experience that I can put my finger on most immediately when I think about when things started to shift for me, because I wasn't always the best at time management, but when I I noticed the Lord working in me in this area specifically was becoming a mom. And I had already been a coach. I didn't have like a formal business name, but when you're operating in that way, you're still technically have a business. You're just a sole proprietor. And so I was doing business things, but I found myself feeling a lot more sensitive to actual noise, not like mental noise, but like noise that I could hear. And I had never been like that before. And it it prompted me to crave quiet with the Lord. And so I will say that the Lord used business and motherhood kind of at the same time, because it was after that, that I formally started a business. And I was also working in corporate at the time. So I had to get really intentional about what I was doing and when I was doing it. So it kind of morphed into what it is now after being diagnosed with cancer. And it was really God's word that refined me through those years. Um, I, I had to admit that I was terrible with time management. Um, and that's why I wasn't excelling in my career. And that's why I was so overwhelmed as a mom. That's why when I felt most frustrated, it was always the days that I hadn't gotten in God's word Mm -hmm. and little by little, he's so gentle. He just was Mm -hmm. like, you know, refining me. And I would say that if, as far as doing this work and really honoring him, We kind of get backed into corners, right? Sometimes we do it to ourselves where we have no choice but to lean on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And in a big way, the Lord was showing me that it was going to be through the business I had started that he was going to use me to bless others. Um, But I, I had to make a lot of changes, including changing the name of the business, including changing the kind of business it was. And he showed me those pieces little by little. I just needed to be obedient to do the work, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. You said something, you said a few things, but you said you had to admit that you were terrible at time management. Yeah. And I, that like so (laughs) resonates with me because like, I don't, 
like there's that part of my brain. I get, it's the, it's the way I want to see myself. Like I know I'm actually really terrible at time management, yeah. but like if we can just keep it inside, then yeah. it's not really real. But yeah. then what what good is that doing me? And mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt this as well, but like once you admit it, then that means you've got to either do nothing and accept that nothing's going to change. Yeah, yeah. Or the idea of changing in your mind seems like it's going to be this massive mountain to climb, mm. making it something it's not. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get over that? Like you just had to, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I I was a I was very much self-motivated throughout my life. So I can't, you know, when people ask you, how do you get motivated and things like that? I just got that question from a client yesterday and I just make decisions. That's how I think about it. So when I realized that I was not so good at the thing that I, that was crushing my productivity, that was crushing my peace, right? Mm -hmm. I, I prayed about it and I was like, Lord, I know that this is the thing holding me back right now. And if I want to get good at this, I obviously I haven't figured it out. So I need you to show me like where I can learn and who I can learn from. And there were a number of books that I had read up until that point. And so I revisited one of them. And then from there, I just started really treating that, that author as like my personal coach. And I applied almost everything. I'm pretty sure everything. Um, and I started to ask my leaders at work, hey, who can I, you know, who can I sit with and just watch how they work? Who's efficient? How can I pick up on these things? So I started really kind of stepping out of that frustrated mentality and into that student mentality. And I was taking notes and I was a journal every day. I've been, you know, a writer since I was since I learned to write, I think I've always had a journal or a diary since I was a little girl. And so I was journaling about these things. I was journaling my frustrations and I was noticing what triggered insecurity and what led me to feel jealous even of these people who were so good at managing themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I took it as a really big season of humbling, right? Like humility was was growing in me, but I had to constantly come back to the Lord and be like, this sucks. You know, like I'm not, I'm still not good at it. When will it change? And it wasn't anything overnight. It was over several years that things little by little changed to the point that at least in the corporate setting, I became one of the top performers. I became one of the people who mentored others and taught you know, people how to, how to manage their time. I ended up being a leader for new hires. And the first thing that in our organization at the time was most important was really learning how to manage your day and knowing what and when to prioritize. And so that's really what I do now, starting with the word of God. So when I, when I sit with clients, my question is like, when, when do you spend time with the Lord? You know? And some people, it's kind of like, oh, you know, every morning for a few minutes. Or some people, it's like, when I can. It's like, okay, well, how do you determine when you can, you know? And I I, I love to just think about things more strategically. So I kind of get to the, to the bottom of things with people over time. 
I'm a big question asker. So I'm not afraid to ask the hard questions and to just wait and sit, right? And just kind of allow someone to be uncomfortable with their thoughts. I think it's very important and very healthy. Yeah, you're good at that. You've asked me a few questions and I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it's okay. <laughs> think about right? that one. So much of what we do is on autopilot, right? And until someone actually questions us, we don't notice that number one, it might not be effective, mm-hmm. and number two, it might not even honor the way the Lord made us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. I was thinking as you were talking about that humility before mm-hmm. you even said that, um, and that day, that takes a lot of humility to, um, especially when you're a self-starter to begin with, we can have this perceived arrogance or, um, you know, just relying in our own strength. Like I get these things done. I've been successful. I've done these things. It's great. And I just, I love that you were humble enough to see that the Lord was showing you where things needed to change Mm -hmm. and recognizing what needed to be done. And I always liken things to food because I mean, food, you know, if you want to lose weight, eating a carrot today isn't going to change anything. It's not going to change the scale. It's not going to change anything. You didn't get to the weight that you're at or the situation that you're at overnight. It took Mm -hmm. time, small little cookies at a time, days on, days on, days on. It's the same thing to get back to healthy. It's going to take time. We just live in this immediate world of like, I changed it. I have three carrots. So, you know, I should be better. So um, I I feel like that always gives me more hope of like, okay, if I can do, if I can get healthy, I can also change these other habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it does come back to how you're thinking about things too. And I know one of the verses that I really clung to in that season, and it was, like I said, it was years long, was Colossians chapter three, verse 23 and 24. And it's a very popular couple of verses because people are not happy in their jobs. But I was especially unhappy. I was very depressed. I had work-related anxiety that was manifesting in anxiety attacks and just like a lot of destructive, you know, habits and things. And as I meditated on that more and more, I would kind of walk in to work thinking, whatever I do today, like even in how I think about people, even if someone frustrates me, like I need to remember that this is not for any of them. This is not for my boss who sits across from me. This is not for the director who sits in that big office. This is for God. And I stopped worrying about what I looked like to other people and started thinking more about the impact I could have just by loving Jesus in my actions, right? And and the result of that was being able to focus more on what actually mattered both in the workplace and out of the workplace. And I think that's really what I strive to help my clients focus on too. Not so much what your mom wants you to do or what you know your, your peers are doing, but where does God have you right now? And how are you honoring him with your obedience? What does obedience look like, right? And, yeah. and where can we really 
become even more humble, right? Set the pride aside and not think that you've already arrived because like none of us have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, um, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. I love that. And I love that it's a familiar verse because we all know it. Mm -hmm. The downside of that is we all know it. And we just take it like, do your work heartily as unto the Lord. Boom, boom. You know, like. Yeah. Like it's um, a to-do list task. Yeah. Check, check, check. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm memorizing second Corinthians five, nine that says, so whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. Please our Lord. And these are not all like, I got all my to-dos done. I got all my things done. It's what is our motivation behind it to honor the Lord? And how can we do that? Um, Because as wives and moms, our primary job, if you want to say, is is to take care of those who the Lord has entrusted with us. Mm -hmm. And if we are managing our time well, then we're able to be efficient in our homes and we're able yeah. to be there um, for our, our families in the way that God has designed it. And I love the Proverbs 31 woman. And, and he hit me upside the head the other day with it mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, no, we all, we know all those things. Like she buys the field. She does all those things. But if you look at Proverbs 31, 30, it's she's her husband, you know, charm is deceptive and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the so. Lord is to be praised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my husband sent me that verse on International Women's Day, which I didn't I didn't realize was happening because I'm not on the internet. But I I remember reading that and I'm like, what better than any person who takes that posture of humility, who knows their place, yeah. right, in response to God? And something you said that that question that you ask, what is your motivation, is so crucial because. When you can honestly answer that question, you can honestly answer whether or not your priorities are jacked up. Yep. You know? Yep. And it's questions we don't like to ask. I know I want to avoid some of those questions sometimes because (laughs) I know they're messed up. And if I have to ask those, then um, I'm going to have to face the answers with those things. But that's right. Yeah. You know, so if we just avoid it, head in the sand, we're all good. I know so many of us have different ways of avoiding too, and they can appear to be good at the surface. But if you know the motivation, right? I had a conversation with someone yesterday and they do really great work because they want to avoid doing the harder work elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And it is this thing that I think is very common, but it is disordered, right? It's, it doesn't come in something being common doesn't mean that it's normal behavior, right? Like we shouldn't mistake one for the other. And so thinking about how we approach our work, right? If you're doing your work really well in the workplace because you don't want to deal with home stuff or vice versa, you know, it is disordered thinking leading to disordered habits. Yeah. Which can lead to sin. That's right. Yeah. I mean, bottom line it. Girl, I love you. And we could sit here and chat for (laughs) hours and hours, but I want everyone to know where they can find you. And you, you have an amazing course. And I know that there's a lot of people that are like, oh my goodness gracious. I, I want to delve into this deeper. So share, share with my listeners. 
Well, I host Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, and it's available on all platforms. So you can head to herrenewedstrength.com and click on podcast. Or if you are looking for a community and you're interested in learning all things time management, biblical mindset, and even participating in quarterly Bible study, you can head to herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. And that's where we have a free Facebook group. But if you're all in and you're ready to prioritize properly and just learn how to really create a better system for productivity, you can head to hurrynewstrength.com forward slash course where I have my new course on Heaven's Timeline available. Um, I actually gave Michelle a code so you guys can definitely use the link that she has. And this is really just a Christ-centered productivity playbook. It's going to help you get more done. It's going to help you reduce the overwhelm around that and really make time for what matters most. So just know that I didn't create this so that you could do a thousand things in a day. The Lord really has used all of the experiences and all of the training that I have to produce this course for you so that you can focus on the right things, do them with excellence and have the bandwidth to still pour into the other areas of your life and, and be in relationship, not just with those who you are physically around, but primarily with the Lord himself. Yes. Yes. And amen to all of that. The older I get, the more I'm like, you know what? I want to do less better. That's right. Exactly. And that's it. That's what we do in the course. And there's a lot of, you know, pitfalls that we fall into. So I, I tackle those and really get to the why behind a lot of the things that we're doing and help to reframe and just shift the, the behavior patterns and the thought processes around them. So, um, hopefully this resonates for someone and, and you start to, you take, make the decision to just do things differently. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Erica. I appreciate um, I appreciate that you do this, and I appreciate that the Lord has given you this gifting in this area. So I will put all of the links in the show notes, peeps, so you yeah. can go check it out. So thank you, my dear. You have an amazing day. Thank you so much. I love you, and I hope you all have a great day too. Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to Growth Against the Grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian Mindset Support or click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.